Uh, I, I was at Seth and Claire's for a party, and I don't know what happened. I honestly don't know. I want to know if somebody was messing with me. I went to my backpack, which was like in the corner, when I went to go leave. And I open up the backpack, and there's an envelope in it. And it says, do not open until 19. No! Yeah. And I was like, this has got to be a joke. Maybe someone put it in the wrong backpack or whatever. And I asked around, and everyone's like, no, it's not mine. It's not mine. And when I got home, I was like, I, was, I have to open it. I'm so curious. And it has the, it's the letter. Somebody put it in an envelope, put it in my backpack, and I really want to know who it was. Wait, the, 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 like the Doc Brown yeah. letter? What? And it says, do not open, and it has Hill Valley stamp Stop on the... Stop it! It's, I don't Maybe it was know. just party favor. Maybe it was a future or past you. But I, this is what I'm trying to figure out. Was it somebody who got that as a gift, and they meant to put it in their bag, and they accidentally put it in mine? Or is somebody an amazing friend and just snuck it into mine and is never going to tell me about it? I choose to believe that someone's an amazing friend. I would love I to believe that. I choose to believe that somebody traveled back. Me too. <laughs> if this person wasn't an amazing friend and did it, then it was... To me. warn me about Doc Brown. I don't know. <laughs> you can't overthink time travel. Oh, yeah, we're going to. <laughs> yes, we are you going to. No, but the only way to understand it is to overthink it. Uh, Nerd. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 6 of My Nerdy Year. I'm your host Dan Peck. Rejoining us is Lauren Berger. I missed you so much. I missed you too. Uh, we have two returning panelists. Um, we have uh, David Blue, who is with us with the Star Trek episode. What's up? And we have Bridget Bowes, who is here also for Star Trek and also for Doctor Who. Hello. And we have uh, a brand new panelist. I can't believe it took until episode 6 to get him here. This man is practically my brother. I like to make an entrance. He does. Uh, it has nothing to do uh, with him not wanting to do it earlier. It's just this is the best first topic to get him on board. Uh, he's a very talented director, writer, hockey player, video game hockey player. Uh, you know, he is. He's great. Uh, please give a very warm welcome to Mike Urbanski. <laughs> Mike just applauded for himself. And no one else did. I, In my mind. Welcome. That's warm to me. Someone hug him. No one's happy. Okay. Anyway, we are here for what is probably one of the biggest episodes of my nerdy year because, well, the topic will explain itself. We're here for Back to the Future. It's the power of love. Sorry. Yeah. We now have to license that. Thank you. No. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, 2015 and Back to the Future go hand in hand. Um, October 21st, 2015 is the day that they travel to the future to in part two. It has basically been the day I had been waiting my entire life for. And all their predictions came true. Yes, every single one. We're going we're gonna to get into that. Don't worry. Um, I, first, I first saw Back to the Future when I was about 10 and ever since then. It has completely consumed my life, especially the notion of getting to the future. And it was so incredible to see basically every single person I know get excited for October 21st, 2015, because the Back to the Future movies are pretty much beloved by everyone. Um, I think it goes without saying it is a movie that helped define a generation. It is a movie that everyone can find something in it that's for them. You have comedy, you have romance, uh, you have science fiction, all Nostalgia. those. Nostalgia. Yes, exactly. And 
to see basically the world celebrate one of my absolute favorite movies and fandoms in one day really epitomizes what my nerdy year was. And that's why I wanted it to be uh, such an important episode uh, of the podcast. So real quick, um, we're going to go around. If, if you guys remember where you were the day the future came. If not, that's all right. We have plenty of other things to get to. Any, uh, any Back to the Future Day memories aside from trying to buy the newspaper with the... I tried the... so hard to get that newspaper, but that was the next day, right? Yes, no. because, yeah, it was the, the day after. I, I did manage to get three copies of it, although they're all the same version. They're all the, um, they're all the Biff. Mm-hmm. Ver- I think they're all the Biff version, not the Marty Jr. one, but somewhere out there, I'm going to try to trade one of mine <laughs> for the other one to try to complete my set. Um, all right, well, if we don't have any Back to the Future story days, let's just talk about the movie and why we all love it. Um, I, I have a Back to the Future day story. Let's hear it. My Back to the Future day story was actually watching you look forward <laughs> to Back to the Future day because it was like watching a kid count down to Christmas, and it was awesome. And you woke up on the day up, and you were like, I, I think you woke me up in bed, and you were like, it's the day! It's the day! And you were Oh, cute. <laughs> I had been waiting a very long time for the day, and I was really hoping that that was the day that the real hoverboard was going to go on sale, but alas, we are stuck with these fake self-balancing boards, which I refuse to refer they to did as... They come out with a hoverboard, though. Lexus. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Lexus and Hendo were the two big ones. Hendo was the one that announced the year before, and uh, unfortunately hasn't been released yet but uh yeah then there's the lexus one they built a a theme park not theme park a skate park for it that i if anyone is listening to this and i don't know if anyone is i will beg steal borrow anything to get on a hoverboard for real (laughs) don't they only work on a specific type of surface though yes because it's magnets that are super cooled with liquid helium I will go to wherever I need to go to ride a hoverboard. And That's what probably... they didn't say in Back to the Future is that the whole world is coated in that in, material now, yeah. which is why hoverboards oh, work. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they don't work on water. Uh, you yeah. find that in the trivia section on IMDb. <laughs> I hate to say it. I, sometimes I feel like I am the trivia section for IMDb. Like I don't want to be quizzed or anything right now, but it's just... Oh, God. When I was a kid, I just devoured every piece of Back to the Future information that I could, and I don't think it's stopped since then, like, especially in college. when. What color are Biff's eyes? Uh, <laughs> they are, they are. I don't know. That'd be a weird one if he knew that. Like, <laughs> that says less about Back to the Future, yeah. more about damn. I don't know. <laughs> I went with the most obscure thing I could possibly think of. I want to say brown, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I want to say blue. <laughs> All right. Well, really, there's only so many you can do. Yeah. <laughs> red, true. burning red, green, uh, hazel, gray. Yeah, now we're just naming <laughs> eye colors. Yeah, he's saying there aren't that many to choose from. Anyway, so 2015, uh, Back to the Future year. Um, the year started off for me by doing one of the nerdiest things I've ever done in my life, and here we are at episode six, and I've told a lot of stories about nerdy things in my life, and this could be one of the biggest. I was in Las Vegas in February, and one of the very first things that I did when I got there was I went to a sports book because I wanted to put money 
on the Chicago Cubs to win the World Series. Because ever since Back to the Future 2, obviously in the movie, you know, what sets off the whole thing is the sports almanac. But this was literally a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I was at the beginning of the season to put some money on the Cubbies, right from the movie. And uh, for a while there, it looked like it was getting close to coming true. Uh, Part way through the season, uh, the Cubs were doing very well, and actually so were my team, the Mets. And I said to someone I work with, who who knew about the bet I would placed, I said, watch, this is how much the universe hates me. The National League series is going to come down to the Cubs and the Mets, and I'm going to have a really hard time deciding which team I want to win more. And then to further hammer at home, whichever team wins that series is going to lose in the World Series. That is what happened this year. Mets and Cubs playing in the playoff. Mets won, which... Didn't they destroy them too? Uh, yeah, a little. It was a... Like it was a quick series, wasn't it? I think it went to game five, so it wasn't like a blowout or anything. But uh, I, so yeah, so yeah, I lost out on the opportunity for winning the bet, and then the Mets in classic Mets form blew it in the World Series. Um, but just that ticket itself was enough excitement to get me through the whole year because I got to live out part of the Back to the Future fantasy, and we don't get to do that too much. You're such a nerd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should bet on watch them win this year. So just like bet on them again this year. They're Maybe. still a good team. That's true. I mean, we don't know what happened after the movie because technically now we live in the future of Back to the Future, which is a scary thought. It's all in the past. Yep. All the entire trilogy takes place in the past. How how hoverboards are a thing of the past. I know. How how does that make you guys feel? Sad. Old. <laughs> I feel cheated. I still want all that stuff to have happened. I want flying cars. I want self-test, self-tying sneakers. I could do without the like Pizza holographic baseball cap. Uh, but I have that. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to get rid of it, don't you? Well, no. I, I, think I just request that you not wear it very often. <laughs> I think they're bringing the shoes back. They are. Yeah, they, they are. are. They're coming out with a Although limited I, release. I mean, I had Reebok pumps. I hated them. Like, I wanted them so bad, but they and were they're painful. So, so I feel like the self-lacing shoes are probably not very But the self-lacing are a different brand, so maybe they'll get it right. True. <laughs> it was really... You, did you see they gave a pair to... Um, um, Jorge Fox? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was the first oh, yeah, that's to right. try the, them on. The letter, and I think there was a drawing with it, I think was, like, the nicest part of that. Like, okay, yeah, cool, he's got free shoes. He's like, yeah, I wore these... 30 years ago <laughs> but the letter what was it Nike Reebok whichever company Nike. it was Nike. the letter was the nicest thing oh I didn't see the it, letter it was just very sincere it was just very nice to I don't know is that online do you think yeah yeah you, I'm sure you can find out okay we'll try we'll try to post it on the yeah. Twitter and Instagram so people know what we're talking about it's yeah. interesting because I I'm doing a time travel play thing of sorts right now anyway and we were talking about what the future is going to be like we're like is this takes place in the near future or the far future and we we're talking about the realistic truth of it all the future is literally just now with different phones like <laughs> all these movies like the future we have hoverboards and we have holographic this and projectors and it's like 30 years from now our car is going to be a little bit more pointy and then our phones are going to be a little bigger <laughs> or smaller it. Well, it was going small for a while, and now it seems to be going back Pointy to big again. more aerodynamic. 
I don't know. Like, I time cop is what I was hoping cars were going to look like, but they don't. Um, but it's just, I don't know. It's Every time I think of Back to the Future, that's what we all hope that the future is going to be like. But truthfully, look at us right now. What yeah. does our future look like? Kind of like it did when we watched Back to the Future. I'm a little taller. <laughs> Only marginally, though. <laughs> now we can look forward to, like, the future of Minority Report. That's terrible. That yeah. Terrible. <laughs> Although I do want that. I, I do want that computer more than anything else, with the gest- gesturing with the hands and like almost like being a maestro in front you of the computer. You have that. Connect. <laughs> yeah, Xbox but Xbox One. But not to the level of where it's like I'm making swoopy motions with my hand. To That's what they're called. Swoopy, swoopy, swoopy motions. motions. No, I was describing for the listeners. Um, I had a. I had a. Speaking of time travel, I had a book that I, my grandfather had, and I loved it so much he he let me take it, and it was called. The Third Millennium, A History of the World, 2000 to 3000 AD. And I had a hologram on the front, and it was a history book written from the perspective of three, uh, 3015 or something like that. And I took it to middle school, and I convinced everybody I had time traveled, and that I had <laughs> taken this back, a la Marty McFly. And I loved this thing so much, but the predictions that it made were more realistic. than They were like war, famine customized body jewelry and modifications oh, okay. and I, like it, I actually wonder if my grandpa was a time traveler because of it like he, that's the future I really want to read oh. that book now <laughs> that'd be amazing I, I want to read this book now I, w- I actually lost it and then got a new copy so it's I okay won't. down the line your future descendant who time travels will find it and give you the original <laughs> I wrote it alright so this what? is this is a uh, this, I love I love this story um when I was a kid growing up uh, in the late 80s, early 90s, one thing you do in, you know, because there wasn't much else to do, is I looked up my name in the phone book. And I saw that there was another Daniel Peck who lived in my town. And the craziest thing was he lived in the old folks, like, community in the town. So to this day, and I haven't been proved wrong yet, but to this day, I want to believe that it's me. I want to believe that at some point in the future, I go back in time to keep an eye on myself, make sure everything goes right. And people have asked me, well, if you did that, why wouldn't you change your name? And I said, because the first time through, I have to be able to look up myself in the phone book and know that this is a potential plan. So my other, let's see if Dan's a time traveler story is... <laughs> Wait, well, sorry. are you going on a completely different path? Because I have, to, uh, since I grew up in the same town as you... Go for it, yeah. Um, I don't mean to thwart your dreams, but I know that that's not you because I know you would never live in Covered Bridge. <laughs> you would never do that. But I have to because it was already established. Like I'm, 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 you know, basically stuck to time as it is right now. Though some of those houses are not that bad. And it's right next to Wawa. Maybe eighty-year-old him finds it appealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I maybe. <laughs> Maybe I just own it there, but like I'm living off in like a nicer part of town because I knew to invest so in like you know all the companies and you, stuff like you're that. You're deceiving your mm-hmm. current self by living yes. in a place that you know you would never live. Possibly. Like yeah, that that could be. It's me. a good way to throw yourself off the side. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Yeah. The life that you lived while you were there, do you feel like you did a good job of protecting yourself? <laughs> For the most part, I'm here now, aren't I? Okay. I mean, I guess, yeah, no one would find you in Covered Bridge. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> no one will find you in Covered Bridge, a Michael Urbanski film. <laughs> um, so my other story about, let's see if I am a time traveler. Um, 
Wait, none of you can see Dave right now, but his face is just like... Just with the casualness of, well, the other story about me possibly well, being a time traveler. Okay. Second, no one can find you in Covered Bridge. So that, the, the, the older me coming back to in, in that one story is sort of like a closed loop one. This was one that I was trying to move, while moving forward, to see if I was setting the course of events in motion at the time. So... I started talking about this during the Doctor Who episode, but there are basically only two types of time travel stories. There are stories where you can change the past, and there are stories where you cannot. Stories where you can change the past are stories like Back to the Future, where, in essence, Marty goes back in time to a parallel universe, where, in 1955, the first time through, Marty showed up from the future. A closed-loop time travel story is like the Terminator. It John Connor has uh, Kyle Reese go back in time so that he can basically be his own father, and there's never a first time through when, uh, you know, where basically it was the 80s with Sarah Connor and she was never, she never met Kyle Reese. It always happens. It's cir- circular. I'll draw a picture for the you. The first one. I, no, yeah. it's the Pandora. Yeah. The next one's changed it to become more changed. A little, no, yeah. I, I was just thinking I really appreciate you describing it this way instead of actually discussing the A and B theory of time travel, but you're doing a great job. Thank you. So, um... I wanted to see if I could prove to myself that I will ever be a time traveler. So I figured out the easiest way to do that is pick a date, time, and location that I will always remember, and I still do, and if I were to ever go back in time, that's the moment that I would show up. So on my 21st birthday, I was sitting in TGI Fridays in Marlboro, New Jersey. Mike was with me. Yeah, I was there. And... (laughs) At the stroke, of, of yeah, at the stroke of midnight to my twenty-first birthday, I looked to the front door to see if an older version of me would walk through. Unfortunately, I did not. But that doesn't mean that I will not time travel in my life. He was very drunk. <laughs> Thank really, you for asking that part of the story. I am so hoping that in the middle of this podcast, the door opens and <laughs> old you comes in. Is like, I'm sorry, I'm late. <laughs> Dad. Oh. Why is he Kramer? <laughs> I think that was a ground impression, but it was a little Kramer. Uh, so my thoughts were one of the following. It's either one, I'm never going to travel back in time. Two, I will travel back in time, but I'm not allowed to interfere with my other, you know, my past self. I can't like prove it to myself. Or three, I will travel back in time, but it'll be a parallel dimension where on my 21st birthday, a version of me walks through the door. Or what about the version where the older you is like, screw you, I'm not doing what you say, I'm going to try and travel wherever I want to go. But that'll create a paradox, though. Possibly. What if you did walk through the door, but you're unrecognizable? Ooh. That's the you hope. Had, you had hair. You had hair. <laughs> what, if you were like a, what if you were a crazy, fat woman? With hair. Now, in the future, and you just didn't know. Well, crazy fat is definitely an option with all the cake and yeah. food that's around <laughs> hmm. all the time. No, you never know what your choices are going to be in the future, Dan. That's all I'm saying. I know. I, also, I don't think they would pick me to be a time travel. They'd probably send someone you know who's like a scientist or knows how to like build a fire or something. Right. Like that. We will raise our kids to be time travel. Yes, Lauren and I have had discussions that between the two of us, our knowledge of time travel, we would probably be able to raise a very successful like time knot, time pioneer. Yeah, yeah, a time knot. I actually uh, weirdly on uh, XM comedy yesterday. There's this comedian who does a great bit about going, he's like, if I went back into the past and like I went back a hundred years and told people, hey, you know, in the future, you guys are going to have little tiny squares that you can call people with instead of those big phones. And they're going to go, how does it work? And I'm just going to have to say, 
yeah. And I don't know. They, <laughs> they just do. And he's like, and I'm going to go to the past, and I'm going to end up having a worse job than I do now, because I don't contribute anything. I know things. Immediately killed in a gunfight. Yeah, that'd be you and me in time travel. We go back in time and be like, who's the next president? Like, oh, I don't remember. Um, oh, my God. Is it Lincoln? Lincoln? <laughs> he has pointed out something very useful to us. What? Our, our kids must have very varied skills. Yeah. Well, I think if you're yeah, going to... You can't be doing what we're doing. No, no. definitely not. I, yeah, if you're going to go back, back in time... to be a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> you have a very unimportant mission. You have to go back in time to make something that no one is going to listen yeah. to. It'll be exceptionally difficult to get onto your phone, and only a handful of people will listen to it. But you have to do it. I was working with David H. Lawrence recently, and he was like, you know, actually, my podcast is one of the first podcasts. And I was like, that's the least impressive thing anyone has ever said to me. <laughs> What, what year was the first podcast? It was a glorious time. I believe it was 2008. Let me put it to you this way. He was the voice of AOL. <laughs> oh, wow. Like the modem? Or like you, you, got you got mail? No, like when you called AOL, his voice was like... Who called AOL? Oh, I thought like he was the, you oh. got mail. I think he might have been. T- I don't know. Oh. I don't pay attention when people talk to me. <laughs> that's, that's when you had... That makes us want to have you around all the time. Right, yeah, that, yeah. And you are. <laughs> Uh, kids these days know the struggle. Dial up internet. Yeah. Imagine if we could go back in time to relive that. It's going to be like, yeah. oh my God. Not just dial up, but if your mom picked up the phone, you're kicked off. Yeah. That's why I had my own line mom. for my computer modem. Ooh, fancy boy. Mm. But I kind of miss that. I miss, nowadays if I'm like looking at something on my iPhone, it takes more than 10 seconds. I just shut it off. Whereas I was connecting to the internet and I'd go make a sandwich. So uh, we're going to open up the topic a little bit. Um, let's talk about some other time travel series or properties that we love. And um, I'm going, like, because once I started watching Back to the Future, I kind of wanted to watch everything time travel related, good, bad, otherwise. And my absolute. Ugly? Yeah. Ugly. Good, bad, and ugly? Yeah. It's my a great movie, not time travel, though. We don't know that. <laughs> he did he gestured but my my go-to favorite um that wasn't back to the future as a kid was quantum leap Uh, yes and i was about to say i know you dave loves talking about it on his podcast too um yeah i i just i just wanted everything time travel in my life and that show was on during the day on USA, like the reruns were, because it was it was already off the air by the time I'd gotten around to it, and um, I would record all, every episode that aired during the week, and I would have a VHS tape at the end of the week to watch five episodes, and it was just so good. So let's, let's go around. You or know, you might have to tell the kids what VHS. Is. Uh, VHS were these <laughs> giant blocky. Yeah. Just see the picture of uh, me with my Sailor Moon VHS tape. Yes. On the. On the homepage. We, we talked about during the anime yes. episode. It's pretty awesome. The series finale of Quantum Leap was playing. Um, I I was sick, so my mom taped it on VHS and brought it to me. And, and in Clearwater, Florida, halfway through the episode, it was preempted for news. Uh, Hurricane Andrew? I, I don't remember oh, what okay. it was, but they, had, they ended up actually having to re-air it a week later because so That's many people crazy. called and complained. But imagine this. You love Quantum Leap. Halfway through the series finale, it cuts off to something else. See, knowing that news would have made you a good time traveler. (laughs) (laughs) Dave, don't watch the first airing. They're going to have to re-air it. Yeah, you're right. I'm a bad time traveler. (laughs) 
Are you? I'd I make a T-shirt that says "I'm a bad time traveler." <laughs> we will sell those on the website too. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I think I'd be. I. I would time travel. I'd be a good time traveler, but I'd be way too paranoid about everything, whether it's going back and changing something or going forward and, you know, learning something I shouldn't. It's just it, there's so many variables. But see, that's why we have to do it together because we'll balance each other out. Mm. Yeah, because I'm a little more reckless. It's true. Reckless no, just, time traveler. It was, just, it was the calm with which you said that that I love. Like I'm a little more reckless. <laughs> uh, there is a old Ducktales comic strip. I love the start of this sentence. Please go on. <laughs> um, and it's and it, forgive me, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I think it's like one of them wants to travel to get future him to come do his homework so he can go play, and it becomes this loop. At the end of it, he steals himself, and then he's back at the beginning again. And it terrified me, because it was this time loop. And I was just like, oh my, this is the worst thing I can imagine. Forever, you're just stuck in this loop. So Animated Groundhog Day. Doing homework. <laughs> doing homework, yeah, the worst thing of all. Um, it, time travel has always fascinated me. I think some things handle it really well. Like, I'm a little biased because a friend of mine's on the show. Um, but I think 12 Monkeys on Sci-Fi yeah. does a great job with their time travel and plotting things out, like without spoiling anything, you'll hear a cough and a character turns their head as they're having a conversation at the beginning of the episode. And at the end of the episode, you'll find out that there was them because yeah. they were going back to do something. It's I, so cool. I love that movie. And I got to say, the, the series has been doing time travel so well. And I'm just <laughs> watching. like I'm, I'm almost watching waiting for them to make a mistake, and they don't. And I'm so glad because it just lets me enjoy that show. Terry Metalla, showrunner for 12 Monkeys, will be on podcast out of the blue soon. <laughs> Good to know. Cross promotion. <laughs> I love that it's your theme song. You, you sang that on the first episode too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Unpredictable. No, no. You might want to change it to shameless self promotion. Shameless self promotion. Okay. It's much better. Says, what about Bridget and Mike and Lauren? What you know, other time travel favorites? It, it could be anything. It could be more recent. It could be an older one. More recently, I think two of the better time travel films. Were Looper and Edge of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Which... I still haven't seen Edge of Tomorrow. What? I, I, I know. You know what's wrong with I, movie I know, but you please, please it. go on. I, that's what every person tells me. I just haven't you seen Jungle Book. I, I have not. Okay. Is there time travel? I'm just gonna get mad if you it's saw really that and you didn't see Edge of Tomorrow. It is actually good. I haven't seen Edge of Tomorrow. Is there, if there's is there time, time travel in Jungle Book? Yeah. 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 yeah, that would have been better. It would have been better. <laughs> but uh, go on, go on, Mike. Uh, no, I think. Ryan Jan- uh, Jansen Johnson handled time travel really well in Looper, um, so that loop was very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I will I will say, and Mike and I saw that movie together, and basically he and I were in hog heaven during that one. But that yeah, that movie handled the you can't affect the future because it creates multiple timelines better, I think, than any other movie possibly ever. But go, go on. Um, Edge of Tomorrow was a different kind of time travel movie, but equally as good. I loved it. I thought it was fantastically done. They mismarketed the movie, but the movie itself and the way it dealt with time travel was amazing. But now I think they're making a sequel, which I'm really not opposed to. I don't know how, but I'm op- I mean, you throw time travel into it, anything's possible. Yeah. I mean, people can... You can start off in a great place with time travel and then screw it. Look at Terminator. Like, you know, you can have the first one, which is amazing, and then this, I don't know what happened with the last one. Um, but it just, it, it gets messy. I think if, the most important thing with any sort of time travel thing is you know the rules and you adhere to the rules. Mm. You don't break them. You decide whatever your 
quantum rules are for this thing, and you just live in that world. The minute you try to push the envelope a little bit, then you're just screwing See, I, I had a slightly skewed perspective of the last uh, Terminator movie because very early on, and this is not a spoiler, they get to the machine that sends Kyle Reese back in time, and the room is, there's a big console in the middle, and it's a big circular room with panels on the wall, and I'm laughing to myself, oh, it looks like the TARDIS from Doctor Who, and then there's Matt Smith, who played the Doctor, yeah. and I'm just I'm just watching this, and I'm like, oh, so the Doctor is here to witness this moment in time, it's a fixed point. That okay, and that's did remind me of a Doctor Who episode, like, it it just... Don't sully Doctor Who like that. No, 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 it's, it's a no, moffeted episode. Yeah, it really was. It's... Okay, since we're saying Moffitt there, just like, that's what bothered me because I mean, as a if you're gonna have a surprise person be something later on, you can't have it be such a recognizable face that you see a pan of a camera and you're like, was that Matt Smith? <laughs> I guess um, that's gonna be important later. <laughs> I think part of the problem is that a lot of people don't understand time travel logic to begin with. Mm-hmm. So when they try to build a time travel plot, it's not that they're not laying out rules for themselves; it's that they don't really understand the rules that they're setting out for themselves to follow. Well, this one broke all of the... And, um, and, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not trying not to hate on the last movie, but this one basically broke all of the established time travel rules that all the previous Terminator movies did, where it's like, basically, you can't alter the past. Uh, If you do, it shifts things forward, but this one, it basically went further in the past and changed stuff, so it, it it was tough. It was tough, but... Oh, there's another one that... I mean, it would be a spoiler if I say it. But it came out in 2014. I know at least a few of you have seen it. Can can I say it? Should I say it? I can't figure out what you're talking about. Go I ahead. What are talking about? Interstellar. Oh, oh. yeah. That, I don't yeah. I don't really consider that to be a time travel movie. It is and it isn't, but yeah. It, it has it in there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's different. Yeah. I was lucky enough to go to uh, Natural History Museum here has First Fridays, uh, which I didn't know about and they had a bunch of quantum physicists and and people who consult with movies and they showed clips of different time travel movies talking about where they got the science right and where they got the science wrong Mm -hmm. they started with bill and ted's excellent adventure to say how perfect they are with their time travel and ended with interstellar where they were like (laughs) that not how quantum i I actually caught bill and ted on tv not that long ago and really was impressed by how it is a very clear set of rules and they Follow yeah. every single yeah. one to it's, the letter. It's, it's kind of like, you know, you don't always associate it as being a great time travel movie, but it really is. Like, especially that first scene of them encountering their future selves at the Circle K. It's mm-hmm. like, yes. I do want to see a sequel now that is only them going back to do all the things they said they were going to do. Like, <laughs> hiding the keys, yeah. setting up this trap. Like, I just yeah. want to see him do all Well, the, the trap's in the work. second one. Well, who's to say they just didn't do it all? That's true. I just I, want, I want to see them doing busy work. Yeah. Like, ugh, time travel's the worst. Aren't Bill and Ted have <laughs> stuff to do. Yeah. Aren't they making a new one? Yeah. yeah, they are. Supposedly. Well, I believe it when it's actually, like, out. Well, the first one was time travel, and the second one was, you know, the afterlife. But the third one going to be, like, parallel universes or something like that? Like, I feel like they have to keep moving forward in terms of what structure they're using. I, I don't know. That's going to be interesting to see. I think one of the most perfect examples of closed-loop time travel I've ever seen is the Doctor Who episode, the Pandorica, because he's using this cheap, dirty time travel watch thing, and he's noticing what things are different. Like, oh, oh, how did she end up with the sonic screwdriver? Oh, it was in her pocket. Oh, I have to go back in time now and make sure it gets into her pocket. And he's fixing it along the way, which really, I think, gives a 
phenomenal explanation of the things you have to think about and how things need to happen. But that's the, even in your life, I think if you're a happy person, you can go, I'm happy for everything good and bad that happened to me because it made me who I am today. But once you in- introduce the prospect of time travel, it's, it, can you imagine like stopping one or two things that you yes. wish hadn't happened, but then you're screwing everything, the butterfly effect. Um, I absolutely can movie. because I have thought about whether or not I would choose to do certain things if I went back in time. And as much as I would want to, I cannot stop the Holocaust because all of my grandparents lived through the Holocaust and afterwards they came here. And the only reason I had this amazing family to be adopted into is because of that. So mm-hmm. you would, ri- I would risk creating a paradox if I stopped it and none of that happened. I think, I don't know if it was Twilight, the new Twilight Zone or Outer Limits, they did, they were really good about doing standalone individual episodes and then at the end of a season doing like an overarching everything connected. And they had one of like a time traveler going back and what they could fix and what they couldn't mm. fix. And I mean, I think that would be the hardest part is to sit there and just, I feel like if time travel Let ever happens, happen. it'll be touristy because you won't be allowed to change anything. Because the butterfly effect even says you can throw a rock in the Grand Canyon and it won't matter, but that's not true. What if somebody later on trips over that rock? Yeah. And then, or you hit someone in the head with that rock. I think after a while it balances out. It's like hitting a string that's stretched across a distance. And if you, you know, hit it and it shakes out, it's, you know, it can still even out. Have you seen the movie Millennium? No. No. I've seen too many movies. It's Chris Christopherson. <laughs> oh. And uh, not to spoil anything, essentially, it's about people from the future uh, who can no longer have kids go back and they take people right before they're about to die from the past and bring them to the future. Oh, is that the one about the plane? Yeah. I have seen that, actually. I love that. I've seen, I've that was on HBO up. a lot when I was a oh, kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw it so many times. And I don't know why I love it so much, but it's just, they call them time ripples. And if they change something too big in the future, like they have almost like earthquakes that are time ripples. Uh, but if it's if it's something small, just slight yeah. vibration. I think that one that movie deals with time ripples better than most things that I've seen. Well, I'm gonna do something a little unorthodox on the show, and we're actually gonna go jump ahead to the big question now. We're not ready to wrap it up yet, but because what the big question is, I think it ties in to some things that we're talking about now. So let's just mm-hmm. let's do it right now. What, what space time continues. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The ramifications. It'd be weird of this. if that's what you came in from the future. Like, don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't move the big question. Follow your, your serious outline. consequences for pushing it a couple of minutes. Well, you know what? We're gonna do it anyway. Okay. All right. So the big question is: You've been given one round trip in a time machine. Your actions can affect history. What time period, past or future, do you go to, and what do you do? Because this is basically what we were just talking about right now. So. Let's say, you know, all right, everyone gets a turn in the time machine, but watch what you do. Where are you going? Well, first of all, why do you only get one trip when you have a time machine? That's just everyone gets their turn. That's just how it is. And now we're talking the movie Primer. (laughs) You only have so much plutonium, I suppose. No, no, it's just like, you know, everyone gets one. (laughs) I I would travel back to the late 80s, early 90s, to covered bridge and check into a <laughs> under the name Dan Peck. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> Nobody would find him covered bridge. <laughs> yeah, what 
you see, don't you know is if you had gone and visited that Dan Peck, you would have opened it and there just would have been like a picture of her going, ha <laughs> <laughs> You're going to understand this in 25 years. <laughs> yeah, are, are you going to go back to menace me? I, I, yeah, just for the hell of it. Just to, <laughs> just to mess with Oh my God, I'm starting to fade away right now. The rest of your life. Le- You'll always have that question. Just leave like a, like a bread trail of just, <laughs> just throw them off completely. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, it's your big answer. I can't <laughs> well, take that. I, yeah, no. I yeah. mean, I would, I would probably do something way more drastic than that. That would. Help. I don't know. Using time travel as a practical joke seems like <laughs> all you'd be allowed to do. Because yeah, anything else would be just major. It's true. Yeah. I know. My immediate reaction was to like go back and play with the U.S. Constitution as it was being Ooh. formed. Or beat them over the head with the fact that progress might be made in the next few well, years. Well, I was, I think what I would have focused on was to make sure that they include women and blacks and hence and, and everyone. Yeah. Create, put everyone on an equal start. Also, get rid of the Second Amendment. Just, or but, change the wording. But here's the thing, oh. though. If you go back and change this, though, in right. our present right now, there would be no need for you to go back and change you're it. Right. You're right. That would be... Well, you didn't say that we had to worry about paradox. Yes, I did. Oh, I said did. your actions you affect uh, history. Uh, yeah. Right. Your actions do affect history. In that I case, would... I would go back to uh, <laughs> uh, when Jesus was around with my iPhone and tape everything just to end any arguments. <laughs> I would just, just one way or the other, I just want people to be like, hey, look, here's the proof. Can we just stop fighting now, please? Of whatever it is. Oh, it's fake, fake, Photoshop. I mean, I think, <laughs> but when you're talking about time travel, I think the with keeping in mind that you're not Marty McFly... I think the one thing that you can do is be touristy. You can witness. You can document. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, no souvenirs though. Not true. Things that have gone missing. Maybe go back, get the Holy Grail, take it, Sup- or Sup- put it in a safe tape? spot where you know only you will find it. That way, it mm-hmm. aged appropriately really old, and can be authenticated. Mm-hmm. Put a really old. Nugget. You don't want to bring it straight back. Yeah, with that'd be horrible if you brought back the Grail. And you're like, it's the Grail. Like, this is brand new. Like, oh yeah. no, I yeah. Think so it's true. If you can't carbon date it, <laughs> doesn't count. Mm. I hate to. Mine would probably be selfish. Something with money. <laughs> oh, I, I know exactly. Would know you exactly steal a do. almanac? A no, almanac? no, not not anything like that. Because you know you can't even go back and, and give yourself lotto numbers because then you're taking money away from another person who won the lottery, and then that unless hundreds of other things. Well, yeah, no, because even if you chose a winning ticket that nobody else won, it would affect the jackpot after you. Exactly. Yeah, I would research oh. some priceless item that went missing and to this day has never been found go back to the last known location and and take it so you're like jerk indiana jones (laughs) i'm time cop wait hold on that's a compliment what you just said (laughs) yeah Yeah, and you you had to go with the time cop part and just well i mean that's what they did in time cop i think they like essentially like stole like shipments of gold and stuff like that i think not necessarily that had gone missing but i mean you don't want to take money, like dollar bills, but, you know, gold mm-hmm. or something that we still use. And watch out for doubloons. Time traveling Definitely pirate. go for doubloons. Yeah, find a pirate whose treasure was never found. Follow him as he goes to bury it. As soon as he takes off, <laughs> take that back up. Boom. Rich. But you, you have to let it age appropriately. Not gold. Uh. I don't think anyone cares if it's old gold. It's still gold. And then well, because a stamped doubloon is actually worth more than the gold it is made out of. 
For any future time travelers listening to this, please make sure that you let your stolen goods age properly to get the full value. Well, a public service to all time travelers. This is way more difficult than I thought it would be. You're gonna see like paintings, paintings of Blackbeard and like Dave just in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is where I I will say, as as not wonderful, I watched too many movies uh, as the movie was Project Almanac. The whole plot, it's in the trailer essentially goes around the fact that he's looked at a, a video of himself as a kid and he sees himself as a teenager in the background of the video. Mm. That's the one good thing they do in the movie. <laughs> All right, I know Lauren's bursting at the seams to give her answer. So um, I would go back to the Italian Renaissance, become very close with Galileo, and somehow convince him to leave everything to me instead of the Vatican. I would then loan it to the Vatican because they have the proper storage facilities for it and make it clear that it still belongs to me. I have visitation rights, but not to alert me to that fact any time before I had left. That way, I still have to go back because I won't know about it. But afterwards, I then have access to all of Galileo Galilei's like inventions and sketches and papers. So hmm. that's, that's what I would do. You're Dan Brown. Yeah. That's, mm. Time travel is pretty much the only thing that didn't come up in those books. Yet. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Mr. Urbanski. I, I want to see oh, if Dan okay. can find a flaw. What? I'm not looking to find <laughs> flaws in your plans. I'm just, no, it's a, it's a very well thought out one. Thank you. <laughs> so part of me wants to go back and see dinosaurs in person. Yeah. But I've seen Jurassic Park enough times yeah. to know that that's not going to end well for me. Yeah. Well, instead of dinosaurs, you could go back to find the missing link. No, d- and then uh, dinosaurs. The <laughs> dinosaurs. But are when so Pirates of the Caribbean down. breaks down, <laughs> the pirates Yes, but if tourists. you were the person who could prove the missing link, you'd go down in every history book ever. I think he just wants to ride a Triceratops. <laughs> I mean, you know, kind of. Who so going to get eaten. totally who would not want to see you know if you take out all of the um, raptors t-rex no i I mean i kind of want to see raptors and t-rex but you know um without the death we would have to put you in like a shark cage first like basically (laughs) the equivalent of that how about a t-rex cage the shark cage didn't work in jaws yeah i kind of want to do that but also part of me is like well obviously you know you, you mentioned the holocaust and part of me is you know there was that baby Hitler thing. And I'm like, no, no, no. If we went back, just let him go to art school and observe. Maybe maybe that will settle things. Mm-hmm. But my no, my real answer would be I would go back and stop Jesus from being crucified. And I think that would be kind of fun. And then when you go to churches now, you would get you'd get like the smiling Jesus from Dogma instead of Jesus <laughs> up on the cross. <laughs> You know, and then Sorry, you know, okay. The smiling Jesus you know, okay. From there are time travel problems with that, but I'm gonna let it slide because. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I know it's gonna send you know the world upside down, but that would be interesting. Yeah. I'm not a religious person, but from a time travel perspective and a religious perspective, he had to do that, and that's why he was sent, right? Mm-hmm. So. I feel like time and religion would prevent you from stopping it. But, I, I mean... Talk what's, about people coming after you. What's better than having, like, the Son of God owe you one? <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty decent I just imagine, I'm imagining two different things now with your aunt. 
number one, you never come back and we're like, yeah, he got eaten by a dinosaur. <laughs> or number two, you come back and you have like an iPhone photo of you and Jesus. <laughs> right, and then everyone's like, like, don't mess with him. Or is Jesus, Jesus. going to be pissed at you for thwarting his purpose in the world? I don't, maybe he was able to live on and carry out his message. Yeah. But he didn't die for everyone's sins. That's what you feel about time. But maybe, okay, he could eventually. Maybe, you, you, but you could rephrase that instead of saying, I didn't die for everyone's sins, but said like, I lived and did all this other nonsense and, you know. But if we're going through Final Destination, someone would just accidentally crucify him the next day. <laughs> right. How do you accidentally? I was thinking of, like, if that was where he was headed, if he wasn't crucified, then maybe something else would have happened to him. You just, like, you go back, you talk death. to, you're like, guys, look, you really don't. Were you going to follow him the rest of his life? No, no, I was just going to stop it then and, and, you know, hope that everything worked out. Just, <laughs> like, hey, he's a good person, trust me. You'll learn about it in 2,000 years. I think that's where Legends of Tomorrow uh, is interesting in the way that they deal with time travel because they have like a And that a was the buffer. only time anyone said Legends <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, no, it's just the only thing that's interesting about it. Not even. But like they, they have a buffer where like if they change something, there's a set amount of time before it's set into stone, mm-hmm. which is just lazy writing. Totally. But it's an interesting it's idea. It's profiting. Yeah, you can kind of see what's quantum leapish. You can kind of ask Al to, to ask Ziggy what's what's going to happen. How did I just change things? Yeah, I have time to change it. That again. was a nice thing with quantum leap too. It was like they had all the probabilities mm-hmm. of it's like, well, if you do this, it's like an eighty percent chance it's not going to go the way you want. So yeah, that was always Al was the man mm-hmm. of, of of all the TV shows and stuff like that. You know, they're thinking about rebooting or whatever. I would not mind a quantum leap reboot because I would love to see where basically the you know the organization went down the line like they might have like multiple leapers and stuff like that and they have like several people who have jobs like al like, uh, that, that, that that's always been like a I pipe think they dream should just do mine. a straight up not reboot but continuation that's I what i mean i don't want to make it a team of people because then it's too procedurally but i think i should be sam's son boom done someone write it cast i would <laughs> gladly write that for you <laughs> and a partnership was born quantum leapt <laughs> well, it's, 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 yeah, essentially be quantum leap for the next generation as long as I can write the episode nobody can find you in Covered Bridge <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that's because they're looking for Dan Peck and all they see is Bridget <laughs> Covered Bridget I love that we have ah. time travel and it's being used to play a prank on Dan <laughs> well, the I best mean, that, purpose of that time kinda travel goes, that kind of goes to like what my answer would be because it's like the idea of going to the past sounds great, but I would be too worried about changing something. The idea of going to the future sounds even more enticing, but I would be too worried that I'd be coming back with information that's too precious. You'd or, have to sequester yourself. Yeah. So I think the only safe answer is to prove to myself that time travel exists, and one of my two theories is basically, all right, I'm going to pick one of the one or the other, and I'm going to do that because it would... It's already part of my established timeline. It would, I mean, it would change it, but it's already part of my established timeline. And I, I, I don't, I'm worried about breaking the universe, to be perfectly honest. Um, I, you know, in preparation for this, I was uh, listening to some other podcasts. I was listening to a Doctor Who one, and they were talking about the missing episodes of Doctor Who, which people, uh, it, it, for, real quick, basically the BBC, in order to save videotape, taped over a lot of their old episodes of Doctor Who. They also, the BBC, I believe, also taped over their footage of the moon landing because videotape was so expensive. And so there's, like, a big fan movement to find these missing episodes. Like, people are just, like, scavenging through archives. Maybe people recorded it, so on and so forth. And I was thinking to myself, 
if a Doctor Who fan got their hands on a time machine and went back to save mm. the missing episodes, Damn, it would it would screw up the timeline too much because the Yes, because then there would never be a need to go back and save those episodes. It would create like a crisscross pattern. Oh, true, if they made copies of the tapes instead of... So they were yes, they could come back. Yes, it. the only way that it works is to go back, make copies, and come back with mm-hmm. it, not to... Because like, probably or they're playing... Or is that why they're missing? Yeah, exactly, yeah. They were absconded with into yeah. the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe I'll do that then. Maybe I'll help the Doctor Who fan base and... Thank like you. Rescue like the it. tapes. But then, of course, everyone would say, why didn't you release them sooner? Well, I didn't get the time machine until now. I did it as soon as possible, people. You had all the time in the world. Yeah. Well, I had to wait my turn for the time machine, though. You were waiting until the peak of the fandom so you could sell them for an enormous profit. Ah, uh, yeah. That's the problem with time machines, though. No, Not everyone should get a turn. Hmm. Well, that's why I only invited you, five, you four <laughs> and myself for this. And how we have used that yeah, opportunity. Yeah, to menace me, to steal <laughs> stuff, to ride dinosaurs. Yeah. Hey, I didn't really, I wouldn't really be stealing. I would just be, you know, ownership would change hands, but it would still follow exactly the path that it always took. I, I'm not going to lie. I have, it, you know, sitting in traffic, my mind wanders, and I have thought about if I were to go back to the '80s, how would I buy like stock in like Apple or IBM, but have it in a way that I would be able to one pay for it and two be able to retrieve it in the present? Because the problem is, I wouldn't be able to buy it for myself when I'm a kid because, like, you know, all my information. They would look it up and say, "Oh, wait, you're." six years old we can't do this and i can't alert my parents because then they could alert me so i would basically have to set up a fake id or a fake account and then have it be gifted to me it, it doesn't work like i couldn't think Find about somebody it. now have it, have it be gifted to me it. well yeah it would lauren have to be peck there. won't exist until a certain point but yeah. just don't change any of that but Find somebody be- who has always had stock in it who has it now Go back in time to that person and say, I want to go 50-50 on it with you, but you can't tell me until 2016 that half of it is mine. Yeah, and then I get to 2016, they're like, I think I'm going to keep it. Yeah, that's where a contract has to come in. With you time can't tra- have a contract with a six-year-old. Or yeah. a gun. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm too nice for that, I think. Can't you just buy it and then like store it away somewhere? A la Blast from it, the Past? No, you, you would need to do it. F- happen. Somebody could dig it up. You need to do it 50-50 with my Put dad. Put it in a bank safe. But what, what bank might have gotten robbed at some point? No, but mm-hmm. I would do the research to know which bank is still standing go. in safe deposit box. Depends on how mad time is. Maybe time, uh, time, time will find a way. Oh, time will <laughs> definitely find a way. You just need to find somebody honorable to split it with. Either that or just the Based cover on bridge. The cover bridge me. Of this group. Just That's us. gonna be more. Uh, that, I, yeah, that, come on, again, Dan. I posit, it right now with money for all of us. Again, <laughs> I posit my dad. You um, could. He, you absolutely could have split it 50-50 with my dad back then. Sorry, I'm just transfixed on the door right now, hoping that I'm really going to walk in right now. If I had any ability to throw my voice, I would <laughs> freak you all out right now. Um, I think this is going to wrap things up. Listeners, we are at the halfway point for my nerdy year. That's for six down, six to go. Uh, I want to thank everyone for coming. Bridget Bowes, David Blue, Mike Urbanski, Lauren Berger. I don't know what that sound was. That's okay. Um, yeah, so please uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, at my nerdy year, and come back for the next episode where we will be talking about the Renaissance Fair. Huzzah! Huzzah!
Thank you. Thank you. Can we drink mead while we're... I will sure. Bring some. I'll bring some. Yes, uh, provide your own mead while listening to the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to My Nerdy Year. Our theme song, Crunk Night, is written and performed by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons. For full credits and for more information about the show, please visit MyNerdyYear.wordpress.com.